Hey, I'm Dr. Michael Rich, the pediatrician. I'm a practicing pediatrician and child health researcher who specializes in the effects of screen media on children's physical, mental, and social health. I'm a filmmaker who understands how powerfully screens engage and can change children and all of us. But I'm also a pediatrician who understands the science of child development and health. I bring these things together to help all of us understand how best to raise healthy, happy children in the digital age. And to help me, I'm here with our pediatrics educator, Christelle Lavalley. We have a question. Michael, your, your boys, they're into YouTube, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, this next question actually came to us via a very private direct message from a mom. Um, I'm going to give her the name Barbara. Um, She lives near us in Boston, Mass. And Barbara says, My 10-year-old daughter recently confessed to watching female bondage videos regularly on YouTube at least the past year. My question is, do other parents experience this? I understand why she might be curious, but I don't understand why she watches them again and again. She has had a lot of stress-related symptoms, but I'm unsure if there is a connection. According to her, she has not experienced any abuse or been an inappropriate situation with a peer or an adult. Any suggestions, wisdom, help? Appreciate your insight. First, Barbara, thank you so much for reaching out. My guess is that other parents do experience something very similar to what you're going through and are experiencing the same kinds of confusion and concerns that I'm getting from this question. It's so tough. So, Michael, what can you offer, Barbara? This is a very powerful question, and the, f- the good thing here is that Barbara has had the courage to speak up about something very stigmatizing that I'm sure many more parents experience in a variety of ways um, and often don't talk about. So there are two good things here. One <laughs> is good. that Barbara's speaking up about something that other people say or as other people feel but don't say. Shove under the rug. Or just worry about and worry about and worry about. But here's the other good thing. Barbara's daughter clearly trusts her enough to share this with her. She's told her mom about the bondage videos she's been watching. And that's a clear sign that Barbara has developed a really trusting, strong, communicative parenting relationship with her daughter. Because her daughter is freaked out by this, too. And many would not mention it to their mom. Mm -hmm. So to build on that strength and maintain that openness, it might be really helpful for Barbara to start by reframing the way she talks about it or thinks about it in her own mind from my daughter confessed this to my daughter shared this. That shift may help Barbara to discuss it openly and problem-solve without even inadvertently shaming her daughter about it. And that's really, really important. 
I love that advice. I think that's so crucial for any parent dealing with a similar situation. It's often so, so hard for kids to talk about these kinds of things with their parents because they they just worry about being looked at as though they did something bad or wrong and, and their parents' approval of them is paramount. So I love that kind of simple reframing of the situation. I, I think that can really help parents react to their children in a loving way and assess the situation for what it is. You know, my child came to me. That's that's so important. But that said, I don't want to lose kind of what this girl is watching. These videos sound like serious adult content. Definitely not intended for 10-year-olds. I was a little, you know, I've never seen a bondage video. So how can Barbara address her child's interest in them, especially if she has no idea what, you know, where this is coming from? Well, oddly enough, perhaps the most important way to build on this open communicative relationship is to ask her daughter to let her watch with her. Oh, interesting. And help okay. her daughter process right. that and talk it through. And not do it from a place of fear um, that the child has been abused, but understanding that hypersexual behaviors in children, while they sometimes can be a sign that the child has been abused, are often there anyway. Kids are sexual from very early on in their lives. And may have come upon these videos, her daughter may have come upon these videos just by chance. The average oh, age yeah. <laughs> now of a child stumbling on pornography online is nine. I believe it. <laughs> and and th- what it is is something that confuses them, that they don't understand. But what we don't want them to do is to make it something bad. Um, we have a long history in our culture of taking a values-based approach to screens, of saying, you know, it's bad to see violence or it's bad to see nudity or sexuality. And instead of that, we should understand how we are changed and make those decisions not from a values-based place, but from a place of understanding where we want our children to go and how we want them to develop um, and understand what the effects are on positive and negative sides of that. So I think that what's happening here quite possibly is that Barbara's daughter is watching this video out of curiosity and out of a desire to master it because it's something that confuses her. My own children watched Mary Poppins about 400 times. (laughs) You know, it's not like they didn't know the story, but they really needed to understand the whole piece of it. And they just watched it over and over and over again to do that. So Barbara's daughter may be upset or intrigued by the images of bound women. And she's trying to understand. She's trying to master that understanding of why they allow themselves to be tied up. Seeking out sexual media is actually normal for 10-year-olds. So one fact we have to keep in mind of human development is that kids of all ages are aware of and explore their sexuality in different ways at different developmental stages. And since Barbara has such open trust and communication with her daughter, she can ask her in a curious, non-judgmental way what draws her to the videos, and this might be a perfect discussion while watching one together. And This can not only offer an opportunity 
for her daughter to ask questions about gender, sex, power, objectification. Who is tying up whom? Who is controlling the situations? Is everybody safe? Is everybody consenting? But it also can lay a very important groundwork for Barbara to talk with her daughter openly and honestly about important but difficult issues of human relationships and sexuality in a calm and thoughtful and fact-based way because her child is going to be confronting them again and again and again as she grows older. So we've, we've given Barbara some talking points, and I think that's great. We've, we've opened the door there. But I, I feel like, you know, that's one side of this scenario, and that's going to be a difficult conversation. So, Barbara, I, I really hope this is helping you out. But what can Barbara, you know, how can she prepare herself also for her daughter's responses to those questions? Because those questions are really difficult, but I almost feel like the answers could be even more difficult to hear. Absolutely. So Barbara has to discipline herself, in a sense, to not let her emotions, her fears, her anxiety color her responses while she's busily trying to understand whether something harmful may have happened to her child as in abuse in the past. Um, And so she needs to take a very level-headed approach to it and think about how she is asking the questions and really listen to her daughter. If her daughter withdraws or acts guilty or fearful, it will be an important sign for Barbara to address this proactively with a pediatrician, with a psychologist, or other professional. Um, But if her daughter's interactions about this are normal for a child discussing anything that is confusing um, to her, even upsetting to her, um, it is possible that the connection between her viewing the videos and her stress symptoms is not so much that the videos are stressing her, but that she is watching and trying to master the images of bondage as an attempt to cope with her stress. Learning is stressful, no matter what we're learning. When we're learning something that's confusing, it's that much more stressful. So I think we have to be very conscious of that content and not letting our own anxieties color it. But if these stress symptoms become disabling for Barbara's daughter, this would be a really important sign to seek out therapy to help her learn coping strategies, not just with this stress, but with future stresses as well. Definitely good for Barbara to be prepared for a lot of different ways that this could happen. So Barbara, I think we've given you a lot to think about and to prepare for. Michael, any chance we can end this one on a positive note? We started so positively, and I just want to kind of bring it home on that too. Well, I would argue that we've been positive throughout this with something that could be a minefield of of disaster. You know, that's true. That's right? absolutely true. I feel so, better about so it too. I, I, I think that what's really important here is to move past that stigma and that anxiety and create a no-shame situation, to move mm. away from the values yeah. and really get to who this child is, where her heart is, where her soul is, and help her be open and communicative as she has done so beautifully with her mom throughout her young life. Well, I feel so much better, and I am just so grateful to you, Barbara, for coming to us with this 
really delicate situation. I'm sure this will extend far beyond your family, Barbara, and to many others dealing with similar situations. So to find more on this and many other topics related to healthy media habits, all science-based information can be found at askthemediatrician.org. You can also follow our mediatrician at mediatrician on Twitter and submit your own questions also at askthemediatrician.org. And for all of you out there, make sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And make sure to enjoy your media and use them wisely and especially to enjoy your children and raise them wisely. Ask the Mediatrician is hosted by Dr. Michael Rich, joined by pediatrics educator Christelle Lavalley. Jill R. Cavanaugh is our Chief Knowledge Officer, original music composed by Christopher Cerf, podcast and music recorded, mixed, and edited at Saturn Sound Studios. Executive producer, Alicia Haywood.